Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This morning, two years since our first COVID case, experts say the Omicron peak has passed as infections fall. Australians told not to travel to Ukraine amid escalating tensions with Russia. Deadly blast, a homemade bomb explodes in Melbourne. The man who kidnapped little Cleo Smith pleads guilty in court. And last Aussie man standing, Alex Demonor crashes out in round four. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. Today marks two years since Australia recorded its first coronavirus case. On January 25th, 2020, a traveller from Wuhan tested positive to the virus after arriving in Melbourne. Political reporter Rob Scott is in Canberra for us this morning. Good morning, Rob. Two years on and experts are now predicting the beginning of the end. Yeah, they certainly are, Jody. saying that the world will develop immunity to the virus thanks to the rapid spread of Omicron and high levels of vaccination. Now, let's hope that they are right, because since that first case uh, was detected, there has been what seemed like endless lockdowns, ongoing restrictions, thousands of deaths and more than 2.2 million confirmed cases in Australia. But the daily numbers are finally starting to drop. New South Wales has seen its cases go from 62,000 two weeks ago to 15,000 yesterday. Similar in Victoria, down from more than 50,000 to around 11,000, prompting this prediction from the Federal Health Minister. It's an important moment where we are seeing now clear signs uh, that this uh, Omicron wave, at least in New South Wales, Victoria and the ACT, has peaked. That as Novavax was given the final green light, Australia's fourth vaccine will be rolled out from the week starting February 21. It'll be a two-dose course at least three weeks between jabs. The protein-based shot targeted at the one million Australians still to get a vaccine. Jody. Okay, Rob Scott, thank you. Pharmacies across the country are scrambling to meet demands for rapid antigen tests. The Pharmacy Guild of Australia has asked people to be patient as they work around the clock to supply the tests, especially to concession card holders who are now eligible for 10 free ones. A website started by the Guild to help people find the tests reportedly crashed on its first day of operation. 
Two-thirds of teachers in South Australia have agreed to strike on February 2 when face-to-face classes are set to resume. The Australian Education Union will make a call today to decide whether the action should go ahead. Teachers say they want to ensure it's safe, with the state planning a staggered return to on-site learning. It comes as Tasmania announces it will reduce wait times for booster shots to three months in line with the other eastern states. A warning has been issued to Australians do not travel to Ukraine amid escalating tensions with Russia. Let's go live now to Europe correspondent Sarah Greenolch, who's in Kiev. Good morning, Sarah. What have Australians there been told? Jody, good morning. Well, the official advice now from the federal government to the estimated 1,400 Australians here in Ukraine is that they should leave now while commercial flights are still available due to the increased risk of armed conflict. That follows very similar moves by the US and the UK. All three countries also have now plans in place to remove the family members of embassy staff. This all comes as Russia continues that huge military build-up at the border. An estimated 130,000 troops there now at the border with Ukraine. The West's preferred uh, strategy to try and de-escalate these tensions is through dialogue and diplomacy, but they are also now working on this deterrence strategy, which, uh, with, which includes NATO sending ships and fighter jets to member states here in Eastern Europe. Joe Biden is also reportedly weighing up plans to send thousands of troops to the region. Today, the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson uh, said that an, an invasion is not inevitable, although the intelligence at this stage is, quote, pretty gloomy. Invading Ukraine from a, from a Russian perspective is going to be a painful, violent and bloody business. I've been to, to Ukraine several times. I've, I've, I, I know uh, the people of that country uh, a bit and my judgment is that they will fight. In the next few hours, the US president will host a virtual meeting with European leaders and NATO chiefs about the next steps. As for Ukrainian officials, they haven't really said too much today except for releasing a statement. Uh, In their opinion, the decision to remove embassy staff from Kiev is premature and excessively cautious. Jody. Okay, Sarah Greenolch in Kiev, thank you. A homemade bomb has exploded, killing a former soldier on a suburban street in Melbourne. Police say the man was wearing an explosive vest when it detonated, prompting a police operation which locked down homes. We warn the images in this report may be confronting. This was the moment the homemade bomb exploded inside a car on a suburban street. The explosion killed the former soldier who was driving the vehicle. It's believed the bomb detonated when the car hit a speed bump. 7 News understands the soldier was wearing an explosive vest. It's not clear where he was heading, but it is believed he'd been at the home of his ex-partner just before the blast. The car uh, just passing and the fire came from the driver's side suddenly. The car continued down the street for a few hundred metres before it ran into a parked vehicle. I just heard a big loud bang about 11am and looked out out the window of my house and seen um, the car had been gone through the roundabout here and hadn't broke or anything like that and crashed into a sign. They had the streets blocked off and and police pretty much patrolling everywhere. There was probably 15 police cars all around the place. The blast sent the area into lockdown with police on guard as the bomb squad was called in. It is scary for me because all the day me and my children were at home. 
Neighbours have told 7 News the arson and bomb squad spent almost 24 hours removing the device and making sure the street was safe to reopen. The driver was a 43-year-old father from Dandenong. Cassie Zervos, 7 News. In a stunning courtroom twist, the man who kidnapped little Cleo Smith has confessed to a crime that shocked Australia and the world. Terence Kelly, a doll-obsessed loner, has admitted to snatching the helpless four-year-old in the middle of the night from her family's tent. The 36-year-old uttered just one word when the charge was read out, guilty. It spares Cleo and her family from being dragged through a trial process. It's hoped a shortage of the vital diesel exhaust fluid AdBlue could be coming to an end. A Brisbane-based company ramped up production of the fuel additive as the shortage threatened to grind trucks to a halt. And last week it produced more than 3 million litres, which represents around 75% of the country's needs. The federal government says the product is already flowing through to service stations. The Aboriginal flag is about to be transferred into public hands for the first time thanks to a historic deal with its creator. The Australian government has reached a $20 million taxpayer-funded settlement to acquire copyright, meaning the iconic image is free for community groups and sporting codes to use. It comes 50 years after the flag was first flown. Towns in the South Australian outback are fast running out of fresh food after heavy rain left them isolated. The Federal Resources Minister toured inundated shops and homes yesterday. It's feared roads and rail lines could take years to repair, the flooding stretching for kilometres. A West Australian man has been seriously injured after being hit while filming an out-of-control car. The driver of the white ute was doing burnouts on a rural property north of Perth when he struck the man aged in his 60s. The man was airlifted to hospital and it's believed the driver checked on him before fleeing the scene. Just days out from a new school year, World First Research has discovered how to start Term 1 on the right foot. Experts have found which school shoes are the best to buy, saying we should steer clear of classic firm footwear. Term 1 hasn't begun and these boys are already sick of their school shoes. When I get home I just take them off and like, ah, it's so nice to be free again. They're black, clunky, built to last but seldom do. And from colour to style, barely anything's changed in decades. Bright, shiny, smart and ready to start life in the great outdoors. In a world-first study at University of Sydney, researchers proved most school shoes aren't good for growing feet. When you put a very stiff shoe on a child's foot, you're essentially putting it in a brace or a cast and decreasing that muscle activity. They got 70 kids to wear two types of shoes. Some had hard soles, leather uppers and laces. The others were minimalist, made of softer materials. The most definite and significant finding was that those children that wore the more flexible shoes over the long term balanced better. Whether you're a kid or an adult, the experts will tell you the best thing for your feet looks something like this. It's wide, it's thin, it's flexible, it's flat and it's lightweight. The best alternative of course is to go barefoot. No matter what shoes you're wearing it's also really important to just get out of them regularly and play barefoot in the right environment so you can build a strong foundation for life. Tom Hartley, 7 News.
Australia Post had a mammoth Christmas season, delivering 52 million parcels over the December peak. Many Australians opted to buy gifts online, with 8.7 million kilograms of postage flown across the country. That's the most packages ever sent through air freight during the holiday period. And the most popular online buy this Christmas was books. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is currently trading down by more than 1,000 points. The Nasdaq is also lower. In London, the FTSE fell and Germany's DAX lost. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed higher. Hong Kong's Hang Seng fell. The All Lords finished lower, as did the ASX 200. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,835 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 82 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 71.06 US cents, almost 81 Japanese yen and $1.06 New Zealand. According to NASA, the volcanic eruption which triggered a tsunami in Tonga was hundreds of times more powerful than an atomic bomb. The agency claims the eruption outstripped the devastating bomb the US dropped on Hiroshima during World War II. Tongan officials say more than four-fifths of the population has been affected by the disaster. Schools have closed and flights were briefly halted as heavy snowfall blanketed Istanbul. Turkey's disaster agency says the winter blast has left thousands of people stranded. Crews had to dig through thick snow to free one family trapped in their car on a major road. Temperatures have dropped to minus four in some areas. There's a warning for stressed or sleep-deprived mothers, doctors saying they're at increased risk of severe headaches. Women are being taken to hospital with migraines twice as often as men. For Chloe Santos, the pain of a migraine can be unbearable. She's struck down almost every month. A lot of the times if it's coming on, um, it'll come on quite quickly. Her severe headaches are more frequent since having a child. I'll get some pain behind my eye and around my temple area before it'll um, transition to things like nausea, some you know vision impairment, um, sensitivity to light and smell. The pain for women can be so debilitating. They end up in hospital twice as often as men. Queensland hospitals recording a 15% spike in cases. Quite often because they're very distressing symptoms. Of the hospital admissions last financial year, 3,371 were males and 8,425 were females. Doctors say the gender imbalance is due to genetics, hormones and diet. Mums are most at risk. Stress, exhaustion, dehydration, all common headache triggers. Those sorts of stresses, looking after a a newborn baby, are going to include changes in diet as well as sleep. But home is also where the head heals. While there's no miracle cure, mums can manage their migraines and even prevent them by looking after themselves. Staying hydrated, um, trying to eat a normal diet as much as possible and really getting enough sleep. And importantly, cutting themselves some slack. Doctor's orders. Alexandra Cullen, 7 News. A gunman has died after opening fire inside a university lecture hall in Germany's southwest. At least four people were injured in the attack in the town of Heidelberg. Initial reports suggesting the lone assailant was a student and later turned the gun on himself. 
A driver and his passenger have somehow survived an extraordinary crash in Hong Kong. The Lotus sports car was seen flying down the road before slamming into a light pole, almost splitting the car in half. With the roof ripped off, you can see both occupants seemingly in shock but unhurt. One is even on his mobile phone shortly afterwards. Remarkable when you see this angle showing the true impact. Both men were taken to hospital for a checkup. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind the scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. To sport now, and Alex Demonor has crashed out of the Australian Open. The last Australian man in the men's draw, Demonor was outclassed by 11th seed Yannick Sinner, who cruised to a straight sets win. The fourth round exit is Demonor's best at his home Grand Slam. A little bit of a bittersweet ending. Didn't really want my Australian Open campaign to, to be done tonight. Sinner will face fourth seed Stefanos Tsitsipas in the quarters after the Greeks survived a five-set epic against American Taylor Fritz. And Ash Barty's title hopes received a boost. Women's second seed Arena Sabalenka was knocked out by world number 115 Kaya Kanepi. It was far from pretty, but the Matildas are two from two at the Asian Cup. Up against former coach Alan Stadjic for the first time since his controversial sacking, the Aussies struggled in the first half against Minnows, the Philippines. But skipper Sam Kerr got the Matildas going in the second, scoring their first in the 4-0 victory. Fowler's follow-up, and that's four. Mary Fowler with that wonderful left foot just... The win means the Matildas have qualified for the quarterfinals. The Illawarra Hawks are back in the winners list in the NBL. Harry Froling put on a three-point shooting masterclass against the Adelaide 36ers. The 23-year-old hit eight from ten outside the arc, finishing with 27 points and nine rebounds. It's the great eight for Harry. Eight from outside the arc. The Hawks won 100-89. to Australia's Winter Olympics team is complete at 44 after the selection of figure skaters Kehlani Crane and Brendan Kerry for their second and third games. The AOC says they'll do everything to create a safe, high-performance environment under Beijing's ultra-strict COVID rules. Once the sport starts, the athletes take, take, take centre stage and they enjoy every, every, every single minute of their, of their hard-earned opportunity. Ten days to go, there's a new sentimental favourite. 35-year-old Dave Riding became the first Brit to ever win World Cup gold in slalom, while Italy's big favourite in downhill skiing, Sofia Goggia, is now racing time to be fit after a big crash. 
Taking a look at the weather around the country now, extensive thunderstorm activity over the north of the country is being driven by a monsoon trough with a tropical low off the northwest coast of Australia. A cloud band with embedded thunderstorms stretches from the NT and Queensland through to western New South Wales. Around the capitals today, possible showers in Brisbane heading for a top of 31 degrees. Sydney partly cloudy with a top of 27. Similar conditions in Canberra with a top of 29. Melbourne heading for 32 degrees, partly cloudy. 24 the top in Hobart. Showers and 29 degrees in Adelaide. 31 degrees in Perth today and Darwin a possible storm and 32.